Hi, I'm James Schillinglawn. I'm here in Prague, and I hadn't been here in years, and I just got a marvelous tour from this woman here, uh, Jana Markova, who is an official tour guide and a travel agent here in Prague. And we, she took us all over the place yesterday and more today. We're going to sort of go blow by blow of what we did. I may forget a little bit, but we'll see how it works out uh, to give you an idea. And you're going to see images of what we experienced as we traveled throughout Prague. And you'll find out about this and more on Insider Travel Report. Now, Jana, first of all, the amazing two days, too short uh, to get everything, but you were great at summarizing everything that we, really, these were the Prague essentials for me. And I had been here before, but I, I learned a lot more this time than I did the last time. It's a long time ago. But let's talk about it. So the very first day when we got here, we did a kind of quick walking tour of what you would call the old town. And we're gonna go into that because there's the old town, there's the new town, there's the lesser town, uh, a lot of places. Prague Castle District. And the Prague Castle District. So so the first thing is we went out to uh, the old town and talk a little bit about that. That was the, the very famous square and places like that. Yes, so uh, firstly, we went through the narrow streets of the old town as I wanted you to get the sense, get the feeling for the old town and also get the sense for uh, what the medieval towns used to be like. That there is this central square, which we know today as the old town square with the world famous astronomical clock. And uh, there are many lovely little narrow streets running from the square uh, to the riverside so we took a couple of them we got a little lost uh, in those uh, tiny little streets saw some um, romantic corners uh, of the beaten path even within uh, the famous and very touristy uh, old town and then we hit the the famous old town square uh, we were also quite fortunate uh, to be there exactly at 5 p.m. so we could to watch the um, um, astronomical clock show right. which goes on the hour every day from 9 a.m. till 11 p.m. Uh, so we get this experience as well and then we um, uh, headed over to the border area between the old town and the new town and as I told you yesterday the new town isn't that brand new <laughs> uh, it dates back to the 1300s and um, we also saw uh, the uh, so-called National Avenue, which uh, was the place uh, where the say, main conflict uh, of the Velvet Revolution. That was in 1989, uh, right? Yeah, that, uh, that took place back in the year 1989 in November. Uh, and uh, so we were able to, let's say, get a connection, find a connection to the most recent history of the Czech nation. So it wasn't only about the long past, about the deep past, uh, but also we touched the topic of the current history. Well, and the only place we didn't go to, unfortunately, was Wenceslas Square, which is well, we almost still on our list. Oh, that's we haven't finished yet. So yeah. we we have another. I forgot we have tomorrow morning, but we're going to do this in some advance. We did the bulk of it yesterday and today, and so that's what we did. The very that was we literally most of us had just gotten in here, but uh, and we just walked around early from like four until six or seven. Then we had a lovely dinner here in this hotel. We're in the Hotel Mozart. Then we woke up this morning, and you were waiting for us, and uh, we went on a wonderful 
uh, tour. We actually got on a, a small bus and we took it all the way up to the, this monastery, which is right behind uh, the castle, Prague mm -hmm. Castle, right? Exactly. And that's what I always recommend my guests to do, to either get a taxi, get a private transfer or a van in case of a bigger group and um, drive up uh, to the castle hill because no one wants to walk up the hill, right? Yeah. Everyone wants to go down the hill. So uh, it's the car which does the, the job for us. And then we can just focus on exploring the grounds on the other side of the river river and on the castle hill. And we start we started not with the castle. We started yeah. with an interesting we started to visit uh, a library. Sounds like a little weird but it, that's in the monastery. Talk about what that library is and also amazing i mean it's not a library in the classic sense it's amazing decorations amazing ceilings things like this and this was kind of where all these depositories for philosophical and theological books so talk a little first of all, what was the name of that library so uh the library is located in strahov monastery and it's called strahov library obviously and there are two beautiful original library halls dating back to 16 and 1700s which have unique unique and original frescoes on the ceiling uh, and um, you are surrounded by several thousands of volumes in each of these uh, lovely halls. There are two of them, the uh, theological one where you can find books uh, on uh, theological topics. Old Bibles, things like that. And right? the several or many uh, different um, uh, volumes uh, of Bible in, translated into different languages. And then you go over to the theological hall, sorry, philosophical hall, where um, you can see uh, around 50,000 books on different topics, uh, um, starting from history, um, natural sciences, as well as uh, languages and philosophy, obviously. What's uh, super exciting about uh, this second uh, philosophical hall is the beautiful sea fresco that depicts the development of humankind mm -hmm. so we got to see Adam and Eve right next to Diogenes right next to uh, Asclepius uh, Alexander the Great so basically all the heroes from the history uh, are um, meeting each other there on mm -hmm. one ceiling and showing us what our population is let's say built on and has gone through yeah, well, it's amazing because I didn't know what to, whether to look at the books or look at the ceiling. So exactly. it's it's amazing, amazing stuff. Right? Plus, there are some secrets which I'll which I will keep to myself <laughs> and only reveal them once we uh, get to the library halls together. And we saw a few things. Well, you're gonna have yeah. to go there to check it out <laughs> for your clients and 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 send them. And you'll tell them there are a few secrets. Make sure that uh, you, you know that Yana is the one who takes you there. So, so let me add one more thing. You. Uh, the general public cannot enter those library halls. They're close to the crowds uh, because of uh, the, um, the um, because of the uh, air and preservation. So you have to book it in advance, make uh, a special reservation in order to be able to get into the library halls. Of course, there there is a uh, that a special fee applies to yeah, that. Absolutely. So we left there, and then we're still not to the castle. Now we are walking to the castle. And talk a little bit about that. So we walked uh, uh, to the castle, which is more like a giant palace. 
and we got to see a chance for their changing of the guard, so that was the mm -hmm. first thing. Uh, talk a little bit about that and what you can actually see in the palace. We didn't go inside, but uh, what is exactly, what is, what is the palace and, and uh, the castle, I should say, mm -hmm. and what is in there? So Prague Castle Complex is the biggest uh, castle complex in the world. And as I like to joke, uh, when you cross it, you break your own uh, Guinness Book Record because it's also listed in the Guinness Book of Records. Um, there are two options what you can do. You can either do the, let's say, in-depth tour and go into the individual interiors, or you can choose this leisure, easy way as we, as, as we did it today and just walk around the grounds which are impressive on their own as well uh, we had a chance to pop into the cathedral yeah, it's beautiful right next door it's yeah. it's part of the complex it's a beautiful cathedral both exterior and interior right? yeah and we can learn so much about the gothic style architecture um, in that uh, in that uh, church which uh, hist uh, history is very long and it dates back to 929 so imagine that we talked about a, a building that had actually been uh, built for almost uh, 1,000 years because it kept changing over centuries. And uh, then uh, when we, uh, mm, let's say, walked around the grounds of the castle, we went to the uh, gardens of... Uh, our of gardens, it's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, With amazing view, uh, you can confess that. And um, so we enjoyed the view of the city and then we uh, got back to the lesser town, which is the historical district on the uh, left uh, riverbank um, in Prague. Although there's one thing I think we forgot. There's this other little village that's right there. Talk, tell us about that and what it's called. So um, there are also two options, how to get from Astrahov Monastery uh, to uh, the Prague Castle complex. You can either take the quick way, which is something usually the big groups do. There is this high way where all the groups are marching or you can take a side, uh, say sideway. Uh, that re uh, involves a bit more walking uh, on um, on those cobblestone streets, uh, streets but uh, it's definitely worth it. There is a part um, of the Hrachani district that is called uh, Novi Svet, um, New World. New World, and that's what I said, it's a whole new world, right? Yeah, and it looks like a village. Uh, there are still locals living over there. There is also so uh, the top-rated cafe located, and it's a very calm, peaceful, romantic area to wander around and um, also get uh, yeah, experience uh, the m magic atmosphere of the city. No, and it's a, and really very quiet. It's wonderful. And then you get to the the castle the and busy castle. the busy castle. But right next to the busy castle is a place you might want to consider. There's a restaurant right there that that uh, very popular uh, overlooking the castle and also down below. Talk a little bit about that restaurant. Too. Um, it's called Kuchin, which means kitchen in Czech. And uh, it's a restaurant run by the uh, Ambiente Group of restaurants here in Prague. And uh, the whole restaurant was designed as a 
castle kitchen, as a castle um, dining hall. So basically when you enter the restaurant, you immediately see a big uh, stovetop where the meals are presented mm -hmm. and you can pick your own meal based on what you see and not on uh, what you read in a, in a menu. I know, you're, um, it's your choice and like that. And then they have a wonderful patio that you can go out and, and do that. It's amazing. Also, their menus are seasonal ones, so they reflect uh, what's um, right now on the market, uh, what's 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 fresh now, and they change it regularly. So um, there is just a really small menu, few options, but uh, of superb food. No, I can highly recommend that. No, it's a good place to stop in addition to some of the cafes. And we actually stopped in a little coffee place right next to the, the, the castle uh, and had an, a lovely uh, a, a apple, two. Apple strudel? No, I, 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 had, I had the so other people had apple strudel. Uh, I had apricot dumplings, yeah. uh, which were quite filling, but very good. Uh, I swore I wasn't going to do it, but I did it. Now, <laughs> anyway, so we're back to the, the gardens and we're, we're, we're going through the gardens. And then you get to what you said is, is the, uh, the left town which mm -hmm. I and you're going down we went down a street where every um, every building had a emblem on it uh -huh. right yeah so we went through so-called Nerudova ulice named after one of the uh, famous Czech writers, Jan Neruda. Uh, maybe uh, the name rings a bell for you because um, uh, the, uh, the name Neruda uh, is also used by one uh, other uh, writer, Pablo Neruda from mm -hmm. South America. And he actually picked his artistic name uh, based on our Jan Neruda, Czech, uh, Czech writer from the 19th century, from the 1800s. So anyway, that street is uh, very famous for the emblems, the house symbols, the house signs. So uh, what I highly recommend is to go and look around, look up. Uh, Always, the, the, there is a main rule in Prague, uh, lift up your head because the beauty, the, the history starts from the first floor. Right. Of course, the commercial side of the city cannot be avoided and that's on the ground level, but the history uh, starts from the, fir uh, from the first floor up. And this is where you can explore and see these beautiful uh, decorations, which um, actually uh, gave name uh, or names to the individual houses and as I told you how would you send a letter back in the days you would write the name of the person the name of the house so let's say the house at the three violins and then the name of the district the lesser town uh, the, and then we get there right uh, and it it would get there back in the days <laughs> not today obviously <laughs> because uh, Maria Theresia the Austrian Empress um, changed the system and from that moment on all the streets have names and houses have numbers. Quite boring way, but uh, let's say uh, a way sim easier way to send a letter. It sounds great. Now we kept going. We passed the American Embassy, actually. Like we that. did. We did. So um, in the lesser town, you can find many beautiful Baroque-style palaces. Uh, some of them are used by the um, government, uh, by the government or governmental institutions, or they're used um, as embassies. And in one of them is the American Embassy located. Interesting fact about that palace is that it used to um, be rented to public 
back at the beginning uh, of the 20th century and one of the apartments was rented by the famous writer Franz Kafka. So he used to uh, live uh, in that building. And the same as the American Embassy, amazing. Yeah. yeah. And then the embassy also owns an extensive garden uh, which is behind the palace and of course it's not open to public but you can at least see the gardens of the American embassy from the castle from the top of the hill. And then so so then we kept walking and then we had we had lunch at a marvelous hotel that hopefully you're going to see another interview for we're not going to go into it in depth but we uh, it's called the Aria Hotel mm -hmm. where each room has a musical theme uh, it can be not just classical there is a Mozart suite uh, but there's also a New Orleans suite which is more of a homage to Louis Armstrong there's there's a, a, a British rock suite there's all kinds of things plus the food was great and there's a rooftop so we had a great time there but then we weren't done yet uh, then we we kept walking to what? The famous Charles Bridge, right? Mm. Well, we actually, when leaving the hotel, we went through the Vrtbagarden. Vrtbovska okay. zahrada. Oh, the garden, yeah, in, the, in, the, in the back of the hotel, yeah. So, Vrtbagarden is a garden that is open to public, I mean, for a small fee. Uh, or, if you are the guest of the Aria Hotel, you can get there for free. It's right next to the hotel. It's a beautiful Baroque-style historical garden, um, which has several uh, parts. Uh, it also has an aviary uh, with birds that. over there right. and then with a little Sala Terena building where concerts or little shows can take place and they used to uh, also back uh, in the history. Uh, also it's a great spot for weddings, one of the mm. Mm, very popular ones. Uh, so that can be also included in um, into a general tour of the city because it's accessible for anyone who gets a ticket from April till the end of October. So we might, like, thank you for reminding me. That was a wonderful garden. But then we were ready to go back to our hotel. But the way we got back was to go, go cross the famous Charles Bridge and talk a little bit about the Charles Bridge and why it's so central to the city. So um, uh, it has always been essential since it was the only bridge in Prague till the 1800s, till the mid 1800s. So imagine when you wanted to get from uh, the left riverbank to the right riverbank, you always had to go across this bridge or you had to take a boat. Um, that bridge dates back to 1300s. Wow. It was built uh, by the King Charles IV uh, in the year 1357. Uh, the bridge rests on 16 arches and uh, now is decorated with 30 Baroque style statues. Also what's uh, interesting or what's fun about the bridge is that there are many musicians and artists so when crossing the bridge you can hear either jazz music or classical music and there is always something going on. Um, it is, it is. I mean, it's really a location point. The last time I was in Prague which was a long time ago. We made a special, we went several times to the bridge just because it was this meeting point and everybody loved walking across it. And I believe I was talking to, uh, uh, you know, to Michela, who's the head of Czech tourism in New York, saying that you can actually go up into some of the towers too if you make yeah. arrangements, right? Uh, into both of them actually, and you don't have to make a special arrangement. You can just walk in there, get a ticket and climb up to the top. 
top. There are actually quite a few uh, nice uh, towers uh, in uh, the city center. Uh, also, that reminds me of one of the nicknames of the city, the city of hundred spires. Oh, okay. Even though we those spire, uh, there are more than 300 of them at this point, but this nickname was uh, invented when there were only hundred of them. So um, uh, Prague has more nicknames, and one of them is uh, City of Hundred Spires, or the Golden City of Prague, or the, the Latin one, Praga Mater Urbium, Prague, the mother of all the cities. Wow, so that's it. So, and oh, by the way, when you get across the street, you have to go and say, pay homage to King Charles, who was, was, was there's a, uh, a big statue of him on a horse right next to the bridge at the bottom. Then we got back where we are now to the Mozart Hotel, but let's get a little preview of what we're gonna do tomorrow, because we're not gonna get a chance to, to interview after that, but we are going to other parts of the city. So where are we going? So um, when visiting Prague, you don't want to miss the former Jewish quarter. Uh, so we're gonna walk around the former Jewish area. We will see the synagogues. There are many beautiful synagogues in Prague and there are also very old synagogues. So definitely we are going to stop by the old new synagogue, uh, which history dates back to uh, 1200s. And uh, then, um, we will also see the Spanish synagogue or the Meisel synagogue and of course we're going to touch the topic of Holocaust and the Second World War because one of the uh, former synagogues, Pinkas synagogue, uh, is a memorial of Holocaust right. uh, these days. Uh, actually, uh, if you want to visit those uh, synagogues in the future, you can do so as they're part of the Jewish Museum. Mm -hmm. So the exhibition uh, of the Jewish Museum is actually located in the uh, synagogues. And for example, the old new synagogue is still a functioning one. Yeah. Uh, so it's, it's an orthodox functioning uh, synagogue. Amazing. And yeah. then uh, we are going to see the other parts of the old town. Uh, definitely we are going to pop into my favorite um, um, municipal house, Obecni Dom, uh, which is a big uh, Art Nouveau style building, cultural center uh, on the other side of the old town where the Czechoslovak Democratic Republic was uh, uh, established. Uh, it's a very nice uh, venue, um, it's a um, multi-purpose cultural center, so um, you can go there for a concert, for dinner, for uh, for a coffee, or just for a guide, lovely guided tour. <laughs> yeah. And are, are we going to go to Wenceslas Square as well? Yeah, that's going to be the last... Which is uh, where the, the Velvet Revolution came to birth, that's the last stop, right? Uh, that's the last stop of our tour, uh, where you're going to see the big uh, Wenceslas Square, which looks more like a Boulevard um, to mm. it's a big wide thing it's, it, it doesn't look and it there's I mean, if I recall it sort of slopes up and then there's uh -huh. a, a big building at the end right yes and that build, big building is a recently renovated National Museum also one of the places that I highly recommend to visit um, during your next trip uh, because you can get a ticket into the museum and you cannot you can see not only the exhibit which is about uh, the 
natural history so you can meet um, you know the uh, ancient animals etc but also you can climb up to the top of the building and get a wonderful view of the whole Wenceslav Square and then you can also uh, go to the new uh, building of the museum through an underground tunnel uh, where uh, where there are screens on both sides and on those screens um, there is uh, the um, let's say short movie short um, clip about the Czech history so that tunnel takes you through the whole Czech history and that is very emotional and Honestly, I always cry there. And, and of course, and then it's amazing. And I'll put in a plug for one other location. We're not doing it tomorrow, but I went to the Museum of Communism, which is kind of fun, just off the square, if I recall. It's actually right next to a McDonald's, if I recall, in the old days. But that, that might be someplace you want to go, but, but far better to go uh, you know, with, on a guided tour with you, and you decide where to go, right? Uh, well, I cannot, yeah, I can sign that. <laughs> <laughs> So it's, it's been amazing. Now, uh, any other place that we should really, that you like to take people when, when they come here? Um, definitely. So, especially during the peak season, the city center gets really busy. So, I like to take uh, guests uh, off the beaten path uh, to the other districts of Prague, such as Holešovice, Vinohrady, Žižkov, to show them, um, let's say, the, uh, what the locals do, um, uh, what the other districts look like. And um, so um, I like to or also organize foodie tours. Well, everybody the, loves that. So basically, it's um, we, we, we visit uh, several restaurants, usually four venues during the uh, foodie tour and uh, get to taste samples different meals and also I like to take my guests to the Zhishkov TV tower in order to let's say get uh, the view of Prague from the birds perspective right. and also Zhishkov district itself is uh, very interesting and uh, less visited than the old town square obviously. Absolutely. Well, Jan, I want to thank you. It was an amazing tour. Gave me a lot more insight into Prague. Uh, we're only here a couple days, then we're going out into the countryside, uh, and then we'll be back here for the end of this trip. But where can uh, our travel advisors contact you uh, if they're interested in organizing a tour for their clients? Well, they can find me online. Uh, my name is Jana Markova and I'm the owner of Absolutely Prague, a boutique um, travel agency. And you can find me on uh, absolutelyprague.com. Fantastic. Well, get in touch with Jana. Great tour guide, gives you a real insight into Prague, which is one of the most beautiful cities in Europe. It was not damaged too severely by the World War II. One of the things they keep telling you that, and it's true, there's, there's really nothing here. It's like a city that was well preserved the entire time, and there's so many, as we've already gone, we have the lesser town, we have the, the, the new town, we have the old town, we have all these other areas that you were describing, so it, there's, no, there's no shortage of great places to see uh, when you're here in Prague. I want to thank you again. It was a wonderful tour. Well, it was my pleasure taking you around, and I hope next time we'll be able to explore more. Absolutely. I'm looking forward to those other, all those other districts next time. I'm James Schillinglaw here in Prague, and this is Insider Travel Report.